today I'm going to talk about um, preparing science teachers to teach science for diversity and social justice in urban schools through the EMCC. And in science education or in education generally, we face a huge challenge, and that is to build a teaching force that's prepared to teach in high poverty urban schools. And this is a challenge for two main reasons. First of all, because most teachers who teach in urban settings don't grow up in urban settings. They don't know the culture necessarily well. They don't necessarily know the students. They move to these settings with good intentions, but they don't necessarily have the skills or knowledge base to work effectively there. And then they're also faced with the realities of life in high poverty urban schools. These schools tend to be under-resourced, and there is a high teacher turnover rate. So what we've been trying to do at Teachers College in science education is to design an experience that helps to provide teachers with the skills that they need to be effective teachers in high poverty urban schools. In the past, we've relied heavily on field experiences to do this, but we know that we have a difficult time bridging the experiences in the field with the experiences in the classroom. And this is where the EMCC has been crucial to, uh, to helping teachers build the skills and mindsets that they need to do well. And so Project Yuva, which is the name we use in our class to describe sort of the whole environment um, around EMCC, does just that. It bridges the constructs that we talk about in our class with the 30-hour field experience that our students are required to have in conjunction with the class. So specifically, what um, Project Yuva and the EMCC does is delve in depth into two key areas that we cover in our class. Our, our class, as you can see from this figure, covers four main domains. Two of those domains um, are the science teaching as culturally responsive and looking at those key constructs that you can see next to that. And then empowering pedagogical tools. And that's the piece that pulls the four, or the, the, the other three themes together closely. And you can see the main constructs that we use there. And uh, Project UVA, or the AM, and the EMCC, helps us to do that. How does it do that? Well, as you've guessed from what Debbie said in her opening remarks, it's a digital case-based learning environment. And in that environment, in our class, we rely on three cases, the ownership case, the sustained interest case, and the agency case. These cases are based on data that we've generated through the Urban Science Education Center and work with partner schools. And so as you'll see when we walk through the cases in just a minute, it, it uses real data, video clips from kids generated by kids, generated by researchers, um, field notes generated by researchers, generated by teachers, and so on. We use um, the EMCC specifically in weeks 6 through 12 of the class, um, and then again at the very end to pull things together. So let's then actually look at the EMCC and how it's set up. Well, like I said, we have three cases. And the, the design of those cases is based on a set of pedagogical values that we think will help our students link what we're discussing in our class with what's going on in the field. First and foremost is this notion of shared experience. When we have students in the field, I mean, if we have a class of 25 students, obviously we can't put 25 teachers college students in one middle school classroom. That's overwhelming for the kids, it's overwhelming for the space. And so our students are spread across many different classrooms, and so when they come back to our classroom at the university to discuss what's going on, we don't necessarily have that shared field experience. And it's difficult for me as instructor to know exactly what each student is doing in each space, and so it's difficult for me to oftentimes challenge their thinking or to help them think about things in other ways because they come in with their own subjective understanding and presentation of what they've seen. Because this environment provides 
shared data, shared assets for us to look at, we can help each other build on our ideas in a very rigorous and deep way. It engages our students in authentic data, as I've mentioned before, but controlled in the sense that I know what they're going to see, and I know when they're going to see it. It's also scaffold, scaffolded and situated. Like I said, I know when they're going to see it, and I know how to help them get through it, and their peers can also help them get through the data as well. Multiple perspectives, as you'll see uh, when we show you the cases in just a minute, um, is crucial to the design of this environment. It's not just a researcher perspective or even my perspective as a teacher educator of life in these schools. We have video clips that have been created by students. We have um, reflection notes that have been created by middle school students and notes that have been created by teachers and so on and so forth because what we want is a very rich set of data that our students can access to get at some of the key issues in urban science education from lots of different lenses. And oftentimes the data clips that we use in these cases contradict each other. What a student might be saying about something's going to look very different than what a teacher might be saying about something which again might look different from what the researcher's saying. But we want that dissonance in class because we want students to really begin to process things in a complex way. And finally, all of this is based in what we call grounded discussions. And grounded discussions are those discussions where we work really hard to have our teacher education students make evidence-based claims. We want to push them beyond opinion. And if we have this shared environment, we can do that because we can say, what's your evidence? And then we can go back to the clip and we can open up that clip together as a class and look at it and then talk about why did you take the interpretation that you took and so on. Or we can even say, you know, as you go back into the field and you want to explore this idea more, what kinds of questions might you ask in your field placement? What kinds of, you know, mini interviews might you conduct with students and so forth? So now what we'll do is we'll look at the setup of the cases so you can see how these pedagogical values play out. Okay, so when you log into the EMCC, what you see is this uh, page here that says cases. This is what the students see. And you can see that we have the three cases, the ownership, the agency, and the sustained interest. And we, we work with our students in them actually in that particular order. But the nice thing is, is that we can actually use them in any order that we want. And there's the abstract. It shows the student what the, the case is about. And then, so we'll click on ownership since that's the first case that we use with our students. And when you click on the, um, the ownership case, it brings you to the home page for that case. It gives you a little abstract, tells you what the case is about. And then our cases are framed by what we're calling case questions. These are the questions that we want students to be able to answer by the end. They're not too narrow, such that they require some exploration, but they're not too broad, such that students can actually come up with a, a thoughtful, coherent response to these questions in a couple of pages by the end of their experience in this environment. And so how we structure the um, experience in the ownership case is we want students to then begin with a question. So the first question in this case is what qualities define student ownership? And so you click on that case. And what you see here is um, a lot, actually. But what is most important, see that's, that says my essay? When students originally log on, for the first time, that part's blank, because that's where their essay goes. And what they see is a whole bunch of reference media. And those, that media are those data clips I've been talking about. And the little symbol on the left tells, you, tells the student what kind of data clip it is. So for example, in this case, we have um, some researcher-generated notes. We have some student-generated and researcher-generated video. So for example, if we click on We Are Smart, it has a little video sign next to it. What we'll get, what the student will see is a video 
that is... So, is there another time that you can remember before or after where you stand ground and say, I'm not done with this yet? Yeah. Or just yeah. 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 I guess we wanted to show what we were made of, you know, to show other people that we're, uh, even though we're young or whatever grade we was in, that we were so smart. And we were capable of doing whatever they and, you know, whatever they did. You know, if they did that, we could do it too, you know? We're not less than them, I actually like that particular clip because one of the um, stereotypes that many of our students come to um, urban science education with is that students in high poverty urban schools don't care very much about science. They don't necessarily care very much about their academic lives. And yet here's an eighth grader talking about how he um, worked on this video clip, or not this video clip, this actual movie that they showed to the sixth grade. Um, in, put the degree of effort into it, which was an extensive amount of effort, because he wanted his teachers and his peers to know that he was smart and that he has a lot to offer the world of school and the world of science. And, and that clip actually generates a lot of discussion in my class. What you see on to the right of the video is what's called the notes. And what our students can do when they access this environment is as they're listening to the clip and replaying it, they can jot down whatever their thoughts are as they're thinking about it, um, which helps them to remember you know, initial thoughts. They can make connections to some of the readings that they're doing around ownership and other readings associated with this. And then when they go to write their essay at the end, they can access all their notes. And that helps them both to um, remember what they were thinking, but also helps them to make evidence-based claims. So what we want them to do in their essays, actually, is to reference um, actual clips. And the demo notes allow them to do that. Now, let's say, for example, that somebody is, uh, a student is doing the ownership case and they think, I really need to know a little bit more about the school, the, the neighborhood that these, the kids are coming from and so forth. Well, all they have to do is go back to the main page of the case and under full description, you'll see supplemental material. And what that supplemental material is, is contextual information. It gives you information about the school, so the school's report card, as one could access on the web anyway. Um, a review of the school by InsideSchools.org. A description of the project that is described in the ownership case. Description of the students and so forth. And so it really gives the students a really comprehensive look at who these students are and how it is exploring some of these assets can help them think about ownership in science. You can also access the, the data assets in another way. You don't necessarily have to go directly in through the case or the case question. You can go right to the media library. And this is really helpful to the students when they're working on their essays because what you can do here is you can see all of the assets that we have and you can sort them based on however you want to sort them. So let's say a student says, you know what, those researcher notes were kind of helpful, but really I was I found what was most helpful were the student, um, were the, the video clips with students. That's actually what our students tell us a lot. Um, so what you can do is just sort it by author. And so, well now it gives you all the researcher ones on top. You can actually keep clicking it till 
you get whichever ones you want on top, but I'll just scroll down. Um, and you can see student-generated uh, stuff right here. And then you can also sort it by form. So whether you want it text or um, you know, video, that's the media type, or the data type, is it a commentary, is it field notes, and so on. And then you can also sort it by, oh, which ones did I actually write notes on um, to help you with your cases and so forth. So there are a lot of different ways that students can access the data here, which I think gives them flexibility in exploring the ideas and then in constructing an argument around the case questions that we think are so important to learning in our class. These are quotes actually taken from the essays that students prepared in the uh, ownership agency cases. And so there are two claims. One is that they are beginning to think about context differently. They're beginning to think about what they're seeing in schools differently. First of all, by the kinds of theoretical, connect theoretical connections they're making between the articles that they're reading and what they're seeing in the cases. So for example, in this first quote here, the one on top, she was using a case that focused on um, Let's see, this one focused on agency, but we had been talking about this notion of composite culture prior, a few weeks prior to that, and she was bringing that construct into some of the things she was saying there. And so for us, that was a powerful learning moment for the student. They're making strong connections to the field, as you can see in the quote in green. Here, this student began to, um, in this case, I think this was in the ownership case, she was drawing back on an experience she had three years ago when she was working in the zoo and saying, wow, I, I really think that's sort of the same thing that I'm seeing in these cases. And then this third quote that you see here in yellow, um, you can see that this teacher sent, I mean, one of the things the students were really shocked about was the condition of the school. They expected a highly decrepit school, and you might see that in high poverty urban settings, but you'll also notice that this school, even though it is an under-resourced school, lacks a lot of good science supplies, um, and serves a high poverty population, it's actually a very beautiful building. And that was shocking to her. And so just knowing that they're, they're seeing these things and, and then raising questions, and so she began to ask questions about, so what's the difference between poverty and high poverty? And because we could see that question in her writing about the case, we could attend to that in class. That was a question that she actually didn't um, ask out loud and raise her hand because she might have been afraid or embarrassed to ask a question like that, but it came up in the case and we could attend to it. Students in our class are also beginning to think about pedagogy, um, pedagogy differently. They're developing new strategies. So as you can see in this quote from Aidy, she is, um, from the agency case, beginning to think about, well, I could do this in my class, and maybe we should be doing this in our classes, and maybe we should be doing this. In the green quote from Ben, we can see how he was, I mean, he was very specific in this quote here. He began to, he, he said earlier in this essay, he never really thought about agency before, and in that last sentence, how he talks about how he has to work with students to negotiate some kind of compromise, coming up with an idea in his mind about how he might actually make that happen in his classroom. And then finally, um, you know, we require these evidence-based claims in, um, in their essays, otherwise we send them back and say rewrite it, but you can see how they're citing the different assets in there. Now, I've made this sound like it's a really wonderful tool, and it really is a wonderful tool, but it, we're not uh, left without our own tensions and without our own struggles as teacher educators. And there are three tensions that I'm going to um, very quickly address. And the first tension is that even though these cases are vehicles of inquiry and debate, as case participants, our students as case participants, they're still often positioned as detached observers. I mean, they can't like get into those environments that they're watching. They can get into the field, and so we're still struggling with, even though we think we've designed case reflections to help them get into it, and we've made assets such that they come from multiple perspectives, which we think pre um, 
helps them not to be detached observers, we're still thinking about how can we have new and different kinds of interactions between the EMCC and their field-based experiences. And we're moving towards actually thinking about how to help students take and design some of their own cases that parallel in structure and form the kinds of cases we set up here from their own field experiences. And can we put them into a case constructor so that those cases can be shared with their peers? The second tension that we have is that cases lead learners to situated generalizations or grounded interpretations. Yet, most importantly, these pre-service teachers are going to be taking positions as teachers. And so we need them to recontextualize their interpretations to their field-based experiences. Otherwise, they won't be the effective urban science teachers that we want. And so we're really thinking hard about, so even though the cases that they um, that they interact with in the EMCC come from two different environments, we're still thinking hard about how can we scaffold that in such a way that they can begin to make those kinds of connections so that when they are in their teaching positions a year later that they can recontextualize what they've learned. And finally, even though cases are situationally grounded, they're also very neat stories. I mean, we very carefully um, chose the assets that we want them to interact with. And, and we've chosen the order. In some cases, at least, you know, we want you to do ownership first, we want you to do agency second, and so forth, even though they have flexibility within those. When they get out to the field, life in the field is not neat, and it's not orderly. And so how can we help them navigate um, having all of these ideas come at them at once? And in what ways can we expand uh, an environment like EMCC or expand our usage of an environment set up like EMCC to help students navigate the complexities of life in real classrooms? And so that concludes my remarks. Thank you.